0: Hi everyone, welcome to Welcome to the Gun Show. I am Cornet and I'm joined by Tarek and Garrett. This is our short segment show, the Q&A show made up of questions submitted by our audience. This show is proudly sponsored by DVC Technologies, maker of, amongst other things, the Glock Cube dry fire aid, the inertial squib hammer for clearing squibs on your guns, and the perfect lubricant for your firearms, available at dvctech.co.za. Let's get into the Q&A. So uh, first question, guys. This one comes from Mac11 um interesting choice of name there dude bullseye shooting at 25 meters on b8 targets is there any secret to mastering it are you changing stance or grip or different approach to trigger uh and he's specifically interested in handguns with iron sights
1: line up the sights properly pull the trigger without moving the gun
0: so that's that's it in a nutshell um i think the way to to get there is to not shoot b8 25 um, if you can't shoot a B8 at 12, shooting at 25 is not going to help you. Uh, if you can't shoot at 15, shooting at 25 is not going to help you. Um, realistically, you need to start at some distance where you can keep it all in the black and then work back from there. Um, I personally do not adjust grip or really the way that I manipulate trigger for shooting this kind of stuff.
1: Um, Should. I, I, the trigger, I, yeah. I'll tell you why I, you should, because if you're pulling the trigger at three meters for a 25-meter bullseye shot, you're not going fast enough at three meters.
0: No, 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 no. So, so I'm not doing anything different to what I do in matches. There is, based on distance, we're doing stuff differently, but I'm not doing anything specifically for shooting bullseye. Um, so I, I do adjust based on target difficulty, but it's not specifically for bullseye. I would do the same thing in a match. There are guys who do like really limp wristed like grips and things because they don't care about recoil recovery and sorts of weird stuff. I I don't do that.
1: I think uh, I think the, the context of this is really important. Um, shooting shooting B8s at, at 25 meters is is a it's an audit of, of your fundamentals. Um, so if you're having to change dramatic parts of what you do as opposed to sufficient sight picture for the shot that you require and, and pulling the trigger without moving the gun off target, um, then there's probably a problem with your fundamentals per se. Um, everyone, Steve Fisher always likes to say everyone's a sniper at five yards. Um, so what 25-meter what bullseyes are showing you is is the little the little inconsistencies we can mask if we're shooting an A zone at clo- you know so a bigger target at closer distance, um, or both, because their weaknesses in your grip or or, or how you're weak, reading the sights or how you're putting the trigger are easier to mask because the the standard is is different, um, and and and. A, it's a really important skill set it's also an important part of the skill set knowing you've got to be able to do the the fundamentals as the fundamentals you know in an orthodox manner before you can start doing things properly in an unorthodox manner Uh, everyone wants to learn how to host targets to three meters because it's fun um if you'd learn how to shoot a b8 at 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 25 meters, and then you don't try and use the same technique to hold the target at three meters, you'll, you'll be a better more rounded shooter.
2: Absolutely. Yeah I, yeah, I think you guys pretty much covered it. I don't change anything, and I think what Corn said about establishing a baseline to your current fundamental skill sets is important. Mm. You know, we've spoken about it before, but if you have 25 meters, and it's not something you're capable of doing remotely yet, you're not going to know what you're doing incorrectly. So go a little bit closer, establish that fundamental, and then you can start
1: working your way onto the longer ranges. And honestly, I'd start even closer than that. I, I would start at like a B8 at five.
0: Oh yeah. yeah I, I, I wasn't giving 12 and 15 yeah. as starting points. It's just, if you can't do that distance, you definitely can't do it at double that distance.
1: But I would, I would start at a B8 at five and I'd want to be able to keep everything in the X ring, um, And then I'd move out a little bit further and, and, and kind of try and maintain the standard like that. If you if you haven't if you don't have the a really sort of solid fundamental game and you jump straight into it, it can be quite soul crushing. Um, you know, when honestly a lot of people and 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 not sort of just shitty shooters, a lot of above above average shooters bearing in mind what average is really um, struggle to keep them on like a full size IDPA target of twenty five meters, never mind uh a B eight. So I would as I say I would I think B 8s the most useful tool ever, but start at five meters. Um, make sure that your fundamentals are, are in line there and yeah I, I I try and crush down with my grip as much as I can. I try and um, I have a horrible habit of uh, of doing a little bit of trigger pinning when I sometimes do that, which, which is a really bad thing to do. Um, and it's a holdover from, from years and years of being taught to do that, uh, which I don't do if I'm shooting fast, but it's, it's something I need to, I need to work on. So it's not something I change deliberately. It's a, it's a bad habit that often leads to shots. I'm not happy with.
0: So a couple of more things. Um, I don't change the way I align my sights to target um because i zero on b8s at 25 so my proper hold at 25 on a b8 is what i need in order to shoot the b8 i'm not doing anything weird in terms of holding mega low or mega high on the target or anything strange like that um once you start moving out to a distance where zero starts to matter uh, five meters realistically even even a poorly zeroed gun can be shot pretty well and pretty much centered. Um, once you start getting like 12 15 odd meters out zero is going to matter so start off by zeroing your gun from from a dead rest we covered that in the previous uh q a make sure your gun is zeroed uh, because most people it's it's you dude you're pulling the shots in some weird direction but for some guys the gun just isn't zeroed where they think it is at that distance and you end up with uh B8s are unforgiving because the target area is so small. Mm. So, um, also, when you print B8, b 8s were designed not to be like not to go on the common paper sizes that we have in South Africa, and not really to go on the common paper sizes that they have in the US for sort of desktop printers. Um, so make sure that you print them with uh, 100% scaling so you get the correct end size. It's going to cut some stuff off the sides and possibly at the top depending on what size paper you're, you're printing on but important to print at 100 percent scaling so that you don't end up being super generous because your target area is a lot bigger than it should be or you end up at a point where it's just not possible for you to do in a realistic amount of time because the, the target scale down is much smaller than it should be
1: but also if if you're working on bullseye sort of shooting on b8s time is irrelevant yeah. don't don't go, ooh, yeah, but it took me a long time. There is Time is not a factor in what you're measuring. Um, if it takes you 15 minutes to shoot those five rounds, uh, as long as they're, you know, or the, the accuracy is what, what was required, that's more important than, well, that's the only thing that matters if you're shooting groups. Uh if you're doing a drill on a B eight with a timer, that's a different thing. But if if the thing you're doing is shooting groups, time isn't a factor. Don't let it. Don't let that uh, fuck you in the head, to use a technical term.
0: Yep. Cool stuff. Covered that one. Happy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Next question. This one is from Charles Boeta. Hey, Charles. Um, hey, Charles. If you have multiple guns <laughs> in the same caliber, i.e., nine millimeter Parabellum. Is there any value in trying to work up a load that will work in all the guns or should you right off the bat work on separate loads for all those guns? So I can tell you what I do. And I think this is what everyone, like the rest of us do. Um, I do one load that works in all of them. And I make sure it factors in my slowest gun. (laughs) That's, that's what I do. Because fuck that noise of doing like seven different loads across eight different guns and fucking around with dies and things and powder drops and things every time.
1: I don't even yes. the cartridge overall length. I'd be the fucking worst person for that.
2: <laughs> no, I, I run pretty much the same system, developer load that works in all my guns. Uh, I don't have any subcompact pistols. I don't know if that might make a bit of a difference. I don't think it would make a serious difference. But uh, yeah, developer load that works in all of them, make sure it's safe, make sure it makes power factor, and then you'll be good to go. Um. Well,
0: I actually have some data on that. Which uh, we'll let T talk, and then I'll I'll try and pull that up.
1: And now you want me to talk? Earlier you were bitching I talked too much. Um. <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: just the right amount. <laughs> bitching is a strong word. <laughs> Suggesting I, uh, is like
1: yeah, you know, like I I know which guns have got the tightest chambers. I know which guns have got the the shortest leads. So if if I'm changing something on a load, I'll. Uh, I'll I'll check it in relation to those guns. So, you know, overall length, I'll make it sure it fits in the gun with the shortest lead. Um, things like crimp and that I'll make sure it fits in the gun with the tightest chamber. Um and then, yeah, I don't ever think shit like that. Uh I'll be honest, like I've I've never I've never had a load that was spectacularly accurate in one of my pistols and, and shock patterns in all my others. Uh generally if it shoots a right it shoots
2: a right yeah that's absolutely i've had that as well across different brands and barrel links and different types of rifling on the pistols they they all shoot relative they all shoot about the same size group as one another yeah you know with I the, same, the ammo same ammo in and,
1: my pcc
2: yeah exactly
1: yeah, when i
0: eventually get mine licensed same thing mm. it's getting the ammo that gets shot in my pistols like there's no point in working that stuff. So just just for interest's sake, I'm not going to give you guys the actual loads. Um, and I'm not going to tell you what bullets I was shooting. Um, specifically, I'll just say it was zero mic stuff. Um, zero the mic. Difference, the, the difference between choice. a uh, Glock 19 is 3.9 inches, right, T? Uh, 4 inches. 4 inches. Okay, so the difference between a 4 inch 4. and a... F-
1: two inches. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> The difference between a five-inch gun and a four-inch gun, uh, there is difference in the rifling and things between these, but we're going to ignore that for for the data. Um, There was a difference of between four and six power factor with this load shooting through the same guns um, going from four inches to five inches. So it might factor shooting... um, out of the, the long gun and it might not factor shooting out of the short gun. If you are right on the limit, if you're at like 135 power factor, no worries. If you're at 135 at the long gun, you're going to be at 130 out of the the, the compact or the subcompact and you're going to be fine. Um,
1: if you're going to match and you're going to be shooting a different gun, chrono your ammo out of that gun. Yes, and, and not yeah. the day before that you can't fix it. So if you know, oh shit, I'm going to shoot a match, and instead of the five inch gun I normally shoot, I'm going to shoot the four and a quarter inch gun. Um, you know, with enough time to to kind of fix it, go chrono that gun with that ammo and go. Okay, well I'm running one twenty nine. I'm not comfortable with that, or I'm running one thirty two. I I could live with that. Yep. Or as I once did at an IDPA Africa Champs or Nationals, contrary, I think it was an Africa Champs. I uh, I factored one twenty five point four. Nice. That's not, that's precision loading. I, I think. Stage.
0: I think that's what they call brave. You could call it that. <laughs> well, one of the loads that I
1: have here
0: on on this this little sheet over here is out of the Glock nineteen with what the bullets are advertised at is 124.61. And there are 128 when you pull bullets and you, and you like measure them.
2: Hmm.
0: So this is like the perfect load to do because <coughs> they'll have to shoot all the ammo. Then they'll need to pull bullets. And then you go, yay. <laughs> I'm
2: still <getting> to shoot. <laughs> like this is the ultimate fuck around load. It's one way to make the chrono day exciting, dude. Yeah. <laughs> For the ROs and you and your fellow competitors. I think your fellow competitors would get more excited than you. Yeah, I think a lot of them are going to be like,
1: he's going home, he's going home, he's
0: going Oh, fuck, his bullets are heavier than he told us.
1: <laughs> it was like, it's a, it a Pulakwani Nationals, Gaz, where one of our, our squad mates who will remain nameless, very good shooter, factored at 170.0. Yep. Remember that? Yep, I remember that. He... he Made major, yep. Just, yeah. Point <laughs> yeah. one.
0: The the problem with that was if the ambient temperature changed a little bit, or there was a slight breeze blowing, or the sun was just at a slightly different
2: angle. Like.
1: And if I remember correctly, the third round was the round that got him to 170.0.
2: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel comfortable <laughs> with that.
1: No. Uh, no, no, no. No one does
0: um are we happy with the answer on that one yeah cool oh, if stuff He
1: can have his money back
0: exactly um last one these come from uh front of the brain he's got two questions and i don't think we'll be able to uh onto the second one though i will read it and just say we can't answer it <laughs> first one electronic training aids is it worth it um sure it does not replace range time but it does add to dry firing i especially have uh, i I don't know why especially is in there, but I have a DA only carry that might be worthwhile. Uh, example, the carry on uh, laser training system. Uh, would we choose that or would we rather buy a basic progressive press setup?
1: Get a blue press. Uh,
0: you're not going to buy a blue press for the money that you would spend on those systems. Um, yeah. Keep that money in the bank account and just save up a little
2: bit longer by blue press. Um yeah, as I far can... as electronic training aids come in for dry fire, the best one you can buy is a part-timer or just a normal shot timer.
1: There we go. Yep. You beat me to it. That's the only electronic training aid you need for dry fire. The um, yep. problem with most of those lasers is they're visible lasers, so they make you look at the, where the laser's is going, um, which often makes people cheat. Uh,
0: so I've tried a couple. I haven't tried the, the, the carry-on specifically, uh, but I have a surge pistol and I have a fuck, I don't know what the fuck that thing is that attaches to the rail and the gun and measures movement and shit Mantis. That thing um, I still use the third pistol I don't use it um, in the way that I think they intended so I turn the laser and stuff off um, and I still train with it occasionally it's convenient um, because I can I can sit and fiddle with this thing safely and um, in places where I probably won't be fiddling with an actual pistol, even if it is unloaded. Um, so I don't think cert third pistol's worth the money, straight up. Um, the Mantis X was a really, really, really cool gadget for about three days. The reason it was cool was there was a pro- progression system, like you play video games and you get to unlock shit by shooting you know, 100% of the score or whatever using this thing. That's fun for three days, and then you'd never, ever, ever, ever use it again. Um, I, I wouldn't.
1: So, Corn, so, I'm going to interrupt you here. And having played COD with you, I think that's probably because you bought the hacks. Let's just
0: say I have a very high average.
2: I'd <laughs> <laughs> um, be above average. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. So yeah, I, I
0: wouldn't buy any of the electronic training aids. Um, I haven't used something like Kirion where you have something that detects the laser on the target uh, to measure things like draws and things. I think you're better off having a uh, shot timer that supports part-times and working the time down until you get to a point where you're you're pretty close to finishing at the part-time or to just before it or during the beep. Listen to the previous Q&A for that.
1: <laughs> There's probably... No one in SA who's more serious about dry fire than Gaz. Um, so it's, it's probably telling that Gaz's dry fire system involves some targets, his gun, and a timer, as opposed to thousands of rounds with the gadgets, which is money you could spend on bullets. Um, yep.
0: And one of the most fascinating things with that is dry fire ammo
2: is free. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. So. And you always make power tracks, eh? exactly so on 170.0 no problem
0: <laughs> spend your spend your money on uh, on dry fire ammo shot timer and uh, then save up for a blue press and a uh, <laughs> I don't know if you should that before you buy a progressive press
1: which you're gonna have more fun with <laughs> I hate reloading
0: Re- realistically <laughs> the press I think I mean I hate reloading but I like shooting so
1: um, sometimes worry me
0: his second question is why is the sapsa website so crap no info linking to local clubs
1: um <laughs> we I, can't answer this <laughs> I, I, I can give you an opinion though and i i i don't think it's really it it would be a very challenging thing for the sapsa website to link you to, to local clubs um you know there's <laughs> I, I i don't think the sapsa websites um I think it gets a fair amount of unnecessary abuse. Um, you, and, and, you know, there's the IPSC Shooters Facebook page where, and to be honest, if you want to find shit about a local club, you go on there and Sabella, who is Saps's Angel, will then come in and help you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's, I think they're, SAPSA has other things that they could focus on rather than stressing about trying to. Because the problem is maintaining something like that. Uh, you know, as, uh, as I understand it, you know, just getting calendars and that from, from provinces can be challenging enough as it is. Um, never mind, you know, like what your club does on their Thursday night club shoot.
0: So, what I will give him, because I've just pulled up the SAPSA website. Um, there's there's more stuff when you log in so if you're a member and you have a login uh, there's there's more stuff you can see um the club's link that they have available to the public is blank um so i don't know as t said it's probably very very difficult to maintain that the best way to find information is to go on epsic uh, shooter south africa epsic shooter sa and on facebook and just speak to sabella and she'll sort you out um
1: just join ECPSA and find a club.
0: There you go. You can choose between uh, Basque and Spartan.
1: Oh, there we go.
0: There's and problem solved. probably don't want to be a Basque, so Spartan.
1: No. Go join Spartan, then join vexus so you can shoot on the range for these shoots. And join EG and problem solved. And if you live somewhere else, like, sorry, Bree.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Bree. <you, Prude. laughs> that, was, that was well done, T. I like that you
0: said. Well, in in problems traveling is open again so not sorry but make, a plan.
1: make a plan to exercise though like you know one of the things with clubs and i think we sometimes forget that is that they're shooting clubs they're not they're not so much they're not they're not offering a product it's a club so you you also need to go try out some clubs and, and kind of it's a bit like buying new new shoes you need to you need to find a club that you like the fit of um that you like the culture of the club, you like the people at the club. Um, so, yeah, I would, you know, we, we live in, in in the 21st century. Um, you know, you use social media to kind of find people, you know, people you know or, 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 or go into the various groups and, and use that to – because it's a lot easier if you go, shit, I want to start shooting it. I mean – we can use Charles as an example I want to start shooting IPSC what do I do and someone goes well come join me at a club shoot uh, and you get to and you go shoot with someone where at least you vaguely know someone um, it makes the, pleasant, the, the the experience a lot more pleasant and I think gives you a better feel of, of whether you want to join that club or if, whether you want to find another club I mean if you start yep. with me you will probably want to find another club
0: yep fact Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> cool stuff uh gaz anything else you want to add there or uh we we sorted no we're sorted all good stuff thank you very much for joining us for this episode of the q a show we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us don't forget to visit dvctech.co.za and have a look at their amazing products they are the proud sponsor of this show we hope to see you soon remember
2: every monday at 9 a.m we are releasing a new show see you then thank you